What if that one teacher had not told him to think differently, to believe differently, that he wasn't retarded, that he had to have all the hangups that he, that he said he had? His life would have been limited and it would have been on a, a, a check every month to get him through from the federal government. But because somebody spoke life into his, into his being, he became alive. I can imagine the darkness that was upon him, the heaviness that was upon him all the years of his life until he finally had that, that awakening, that teacher. Now, let me speak to each of us. I think that every one of us have the same possibilities and the same potential to speak life into people. What we speak, we may think that it is in our place, it is in our time, we're not going to get involved, but we have to. There's a lot of people that don't even know it that is dependent upon us to speak truth into their life. Speaking up. Speaking up is as many times thought as rebellious as someone who's kind of trying to cause discord, but it's not at all. You may think it's not your business. I don't want to get involved. Let somebody else do it. I don't have time to do it. And that's one of the biggest things that people say. I don't have time to do it. Because what will I open up if I do get involved? What will I open up in their life, in my life, and what it require me if I do open up and begin to speak something into their life? What benefit does it? What benefit is it that I do it? I'm not part of that family. Let me, let me tell you, you have to be wise in this and speaking into people's families and getting involved in things. But every one of us have a responsibility, every single one of us have a responsibility to speak about things that, that relate to people if it can change their life. How dare us sit back and, and let somebody else do it whenever we are the one that have the correct insight to speak things into their life that can make their life change. Off through the Bible, there's, there's a variety of places. I just want to hand select a few because, you know, I don't preach so long for, for a lot of reason. But I want to make sure we, we get the details of each situation of why it's unique. What if no one gets involved? What if no one gets involved but someone is depending upon you? I thought about this weekend with us men, we're sitting around talking and different guys are being very open about things in, in their life and things that applied and things that depressed them and, and different things. And, and how important is it that those guys, we all had each other there, sitting in this little group, if you will. But what if we had went on and we just left, as soon as the surface was over, we said, oh, we'll talk later, we'll talk on the van ride home. We get in the vehicle or we leave there and go over to the pop stand and get our ice cream cone. And we eat our ice cream cone and we never get to the nitty gritty, the business that we went there for in the first place at conference. It's the same thing in the life that we have all the time. The people that we are... Uh, appointment is made for us to, to be in that person's life. What if we wait too long? Well, I have waited too long before, and so have you. You feel prompted to do something, and you don't do it, and Lloyd shared a story with us last night. The Lord gave him multiple chances one day to, to fulfill what he was calling him to do, and, and many times we put it off, we put it off, and we think, well, it's not my business, or, or, or that I won't really have anything to say, or I won't have anything to do with that. I don't know how to really handle it, but, but it was... It's honest at that moment because that's the immediate time that the Lord wanted to do a miracle. There was a woman at Tekoa. You never hear about her. I never hear about her. There's no name tied to her. 2 Samuel chapter 14. 
I'm going to use three women tonight who, who spoke up. And how many of his wives can speak up real easy to his husbands? Where's Bobby Joyner at? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just kidding. But speaking up is so important. This woman was uh, the only time she's ever mentioned, the only time you see anything about her. Second Samuel chapter 14. We're going to read verse 9. And the woman of Tekoa said unto the king, My lord, O king, the iniquity be on me and upon my father's house, and the guilt and the king and his throne be guiltless. She was establishing something as she came into his presence. There is a right way, ladies and gentlemen. There's a right way of how we present things. But when we speak them in the right timing, in the right frame of mind, in the right atmosphere, we can have great anointing and great changes into this, into this situation here in particular. Look down to verse four, down to verse 12. And the woman said, Let thy handmaid, I pray thee, speak one word unto my Lord, the king. And he said, Say on. And the woman said, Wherefore then thou hast thought such a good thing against the people of God? For the king did speak this thing, oh boy, did speak this thing as one which is faulty. And the king that doth not blemish, it talked about blemishing his home and famish, banishing it. It was all about Absalom. And it was important that she understood. She knew that the results of him speaking could be everlasting. We oftentimes, men are real quick to make a hasty decision. And this woman was a neutral person. She saw the error of his ways. And she went out of her way to tell him, bring this to, bring this to a halt. You're about to do something you're going to regret the rest of your life. And you know what? He hadn't brought there. And never done anything with it, but he didn't have him banished. I'll get to that in just a, just a second. She had a request. She requests a word with the king about his relationship with his son and his banishment. Could you imagine somebody? She was probably respected in the community. She was probably an older lady, or, or at least everybody knew her. And she went to him. If, if it was me and Leighton or me and Tyson, and there was something going on, and somebody on the outside came into my life and said, can I ask you about this or talk to you about this, I'd probably be a lot apprehensive to listen to what they had to say. But she had something very unique to say to him. And she spoke it, and David abided. Go down to chapter, uh, the same chapter, and go down to verse 21. And the king said to Joab, Behold, now I have done this thing. Go therefore and bring the young man Absalom again. And Joab fell to the ground on his face and, and bowed himself and thanked the king. And Joab said, Today thy servant knoweth that I have found grace in thy sight. O my Lord, the, my, O king, and the king has fulfilled the request of his servants. <clears throat> so Joab arose and went to Gisher, Gisher to bring and brought Absalom to Jerusalem. Now I can tell you the rest of it. It wasn't really good, but he was there for about two years before his dad ever seen him. And he caused a lot of grief. But regardless, he would have been banished and never again anything done with him in the country. And it was a, a woman's Woman went out of her way to go out and do something that wasn't necessarily normal in her life. Go to 1 Samuel chapter 25. What does this have to do with us? 
And many of you may think, what does that have to do? These are good stories or something unique. But how many of us look for opportunities to speak some life into somebody? We may have a brother, we may have a sister, we have a, may have a, an uncle, a relative, someone that we always hold our peace and we never say anything. And we're so worried about offending, and we have to use tact because we, we can be offensive. But we have got to use opportunities that are there to speak truth into these people that are bound with things in their life. Or someone who's about to make a horrible decision. And it isn't easy. First Samuel chapter 25, verse 31. Has anybody ever been hasty to do something? Has anyone ever got angry and they were hasty to do something? And why did the people around you begin to say to you whenever you became hasty in your anger, hasty in your rage, or hasty in your scenario? The, the one thing I don't want to hear anybody say is calm down. I'm about to tear your head off next. <laughs> it is the truth. But when you're in a fit of rage or you're really agitated about something, it takes somebody special to go out of their way to speak to you. It could just let it go and then you begin to see side effects of poor decisions. We have people that are close to us for a reason. This is a wife who was close to David and, and something's about to take place and, and Abigail spoke to him wisdom when he didn't have any. And when you're in a fit of rage or you're, in a, you're frustrated or you want to quit your job and you want to quit everything, you want to give up life and, and it's a little bit of a, a pity party or whatever you may have going on at that time, but you're in a, a no good place for good counsel, but if you'll listen to someone and someone has to be willing to speak to bring a little bit of truth to your life. Chapter 25, verse 31. I'm going to read real slow so I don't miss any words this time. This, no, I've missed it. That, this shall be no grief unto thee. Nor offense of heart unto my Lord. Either that through, though, that's it. Has, when you want to read this? <laughs> read this for me. Come on, come on. Oh, I got a mic right there. Get up here and read this for me. Yeah. You know, the preacher over Puxico, his wife filled in and spoke for him this morning. He was up there with us. He was driving back. We passed him. Oh, you're reading up there? I could read up there. Well, why don't you do no, that? No, just do it. No, no, no. Read that one verse. Verse 31. That this shall be no grief unto thee, nor offense of heart unto my Lord, either that thou hast shed blood causeless, or that my Lord hath avenged himself. But when the Lord shall have dealt well with my Lord, then remember thine handmaid. I know why I don't read King James. Yeah, there's, it was good until this point. If you avenge yourself, it's no big deal until the Lord begins to deal with you. 
And a lot of times we have a lot of regret with the way we react to things. But this is a woman who knew David. She knew him well. And she was speaking some truth to him him if he would just listen. Read verse 32. And David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, which sent thee this day to meet me. Verse 33. And blessed be thy advice, and blessed be thou, which hast kept me this day from coming to shed blood, and from avenging myself with mine own hand. Thank you. Everything about that passage is a man that respected, even in his rage, he respected the words of his wife. He knows his words, and I'll tell you, my wife is, she waits a little bit of time, but she'll speak truth to me, and they'll be true, and I really don't care at the time when I hear it. I'm not as graceful as writing in, in King James, this is thousands, and all that stuff. But what if a fit of rage and, after, and going after someone, what if she had said idle? What if she had said, there's no use to talking to him. He's going to do what he wants to do. He's going to say what he wants to say. What if she just sat there and didn't say it? Steph, you ever had this situation with Bobby? Yeah, I wish you have. I won't mention anybody else. What if she thought that it was, wasn't any of her business? She knew it was her business. She knew it was the whole life, the whole, the whole family, and the whole life of this, this group of people would be affected by a poor decision by the man. And it's not always easy to confront somebody. If you're a hothead and you're someone who doesn't like to hear advice from someone and someone has good advice for you, you need to really pay attention tonight because in the future you may need this. And you also are in a position that you need to give this. She risked her life by confronting David. I know that David was like a lot of other kings in Israel. People crossed the line and, and they shouldn't, but, but she risked her life. She jeopardized her standing in, in, in a pecking order, I guess you would say, in her life. But she wasn't concerned about herself. Her concern was about her husband making a decision and going and killing somebody by the name of Nabal for his foolishness. Third. You know, speaking the truth isn't always to correct or, or to prevent something from happening. Sometimes speaking the truth and speaking out and speaking up is when you see something that needs to be done. And it doesn't always have to be popular. It doesn't always have to be uh, correcting anyone. But it's just something that's, that's very important. And we have a, a lady in the, in the Second Kings chapter 4. I've spent a lot of time in this because... I get to see people's lives from a little different perspective. And then we're going to finish in the book of John. There's a, a balance in marriage, there's a, there's a balance in a husband and wife, and, and there'll be things that's strong about the man and things that's strong about the woman, although there may be different personality traits. But here we see a, a godly woman and a godly man. This is Old Testament, of course. There wasn't anything about Jesus yet. There was still in Judaism. And, and, but she has a lot of wisdom in what she says. Chapter 4, verse 8. And it fell on the day that Elisha passed to Shunem, where, a great, where was a great woman. 
And she constrained him to eat bread. And so it was that he oft, as often as he passed by, he turned in thither, or turned in there, to eat. And she said to her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee. I want to stop here. How important, how important is it that spouses, or just you individually, that you're obedient when the Lord prompts you to do something? You're, you're obedient. There's not, there's not the hesitation. There's, this woman was, I, I noticed, she said that he goes by, comes by here a lot, and he needs a place to stay. And, and so she goes to her husband, and her husband is in agreement with her. And so they build a room onto their house, just a small room and nothing, nothing big necessarily. But it was just the thought, the thought of her having conscience, having the mindset to speak up for something that was good. And often I always think of something as, kind of got a bad connotation with when someone speaks up. But speaking up also can be very much the little things. The little things. You see something at church, you see somebody at church and, and they just need a little encouragement or, or you see your brother, your, your mother, your father, your sister, your neighbor, the, the neighbors that they always seem to be grouchy and everyone, no one ever does anything for and you see a need and you go there and you begin to do something for it. You don't do it for any other reason and not to receive praise from anybody but you do it simply because there's a need. And a lot of times speaking up because there's a need is just as important as it is when you're confronting someone to prevent things from happening. I really feel like our church needs to understand that being obedient is more than just coming to church. Being obedient is more than just coming to Sunday school Wednesday night or, or whatever you want to categorize as obedient. But that we need to do something. We've got to do something. You know what happened? This woman had purest of intentions building the room and, and allowing it to be there and, and wanting to create, a, create a, a, a safe spot, a place of worship for him to come in. She wanted to. But you know what happened when they built this little room? I know you know the obvious. You know the Lord eventually busted her with a kid, but that, there was something about that desire that it created a space for the presence of the Lord. And you may think that some things are so foolish and so silly or so mature or whatever you may think. But when we create an environment for the Lord to be present, when you're in your house, and, and we do this all the time, and others do too, but it's so important that when we leave or at night when we go to bed, our TV's on uh, Christian music, my wife puts it on, I put it on Christian uh, TBN or, or Hillsong, and I let it play all night. It never goes off. It plays all the time. There's something about a safety zone or, or, or an atmosphere of, of worship, an atmosphere of the positive things instead of the negative. You can leave it on the regular TV and have all kinds of stuff where you don't even know it blasting through your house. And so she received great blessings from the Lord, even though she needed miracles after miracle uh, upon her son's life. And the last place I want to go to is, is in the book of John chapter 8. John chapter 8. 
verse 7. <clears throat> verse 7. So when they continued asking him, he lifted up himself and said unto them, He that is without sin among you, them first cast a stone at her. I thought if there's ever a word, it was a rebuke, but it was also great truth. They have never forgot it. And through the history of time, no one has ever forgot it. How quick it is for us to get online, and, or not get online, but to get behind someone who's, who's criticizing someone else and begin to run them down. Instead of lifting them up, we begin to just run them down. This one was at the, the epitome of being run down. She was run down so bad, they brought her there to be stoned. And Jesus wouldn't talk. He wouldn't get, take part of their, their condemnation. And he gave them a, re, I can't say a reproof, but a reproof. Do you without sin cast the first stone? And he knelt back down and began to ride in the dirt. And you know the stories about that, what that means. And all has been said. But one by one, they dropped their stones. You may think the things you have to say are not important and it won't resonate with the person that you're talking to. But you don't know under the anointing when you speak with anointed words and you, you're prepared in your heart to speak truth. You don't walk around thinking I'm going to be prepared all the time. But it's extremely important that your, your life is right and your life is, is set apart and you, you're doing things right in your life. And when you present something and you say it to someone, it can carry great, great weight. It said that everybody began to drop their stones from the oldest to the youngest. They didn't have to. Because according to the law, they could have killed her right there in front of Jesus while he was sitting there writing on the dirt, but they didn't. And it's the same with us. Our words can carry great, great weight when we speak to, speak to people. And we give, today, uh, over at Dexter, there was a guy sitting at the uh, stop sign when he got off the interstate and, and with a little dog, and he had no arm on his left arm, either that or he stuck it behind him maybe, but, but he was sitting there begging. I wasn't driving. One was driving. She was ruthless. She wouldn't stop. And I, no, just kidding. Um, but I looked at him, looked at him up and down, looked at him to try to see if his arm was not real or what, what was going on. And he looked up at me and he was petting his dog and he looked back down. Went on eight and afterwards was this, I was driving so I drove up by there to see if he was still there. And all of my compassion was justified. I was not. I did not do wrong because I had another guy take over his cardboard box and his shift. And and uh, regardless, did you follow that? My compassion. If he'd still been there, it might have been different, but it wasn't. What did I say that for? Yes, because I even told her that I felt like I needed to talk to that guy. And when I went back, it wasn't there. He wasn't there. Words alone carry so much weight, so much truth. He was not looking for a fight. Jesus, he was not looking for a fight or even a confrontation. But he was looking for the truth to come out about this lady and for them to recognize. Oh, everybody listen for just a minute. There is nobody in here that lives a life that is so spotless and is so holy and so just that you cannot take reproof and correction from someone. You need to make sure that every day you're looking for somebody to encourage, to lift up, to speak truth to, and change their life. Now let's go back to the video. Of all these people we share things about tonight, the guy at the beginning was what this was really about. It took a teacher that wasn't even his teacher. 
to speak a truth into his life that only he could, that only he could speak. What happens if we sit idle? Who is at risk and what is at risk? Who is at risk and what is at risk? If you'd uh, just miss the, uh, there you are. I'm sorry, couldn't see you. Uh, I want you to play some music and... Um, and I want us as a church, I know that no live music, but this is, this is what we do on Wednesday nights. On Wednesday nights, we take the first few minutes, and all we do is pray for people's requests, lost and, and sick and physical needs. But not, tonight, I want us to take, play one song and play it through and come up and pray and look for opportunities. Not that you're looking for them, everything opens up and... But pray that you, sensitivity, that you'll be listening when the Lord speaks to your heart, speak truth into somebody's life. I know this resonates with Kayleen. I know it does because she, she deals with uh, kids, a lot of people, right off. And she, that's why she's so defensive. Don't pick on her kids. She'll pick back. And, uh, and, uh, but that's the thing that each of us need to be looking for. Somebody to make a difference in their life. And it's not our words. It's the Holy Spirit's words. And when they go forth, man, they change a person's life. I've not told you this before, and I'm, I'm going to close with this. When I was in college, and um, there was a lady by the name of Judy Brown. You may have heard me say her before. I've told her once or twice, I guess. And, but uh, she had no confidence in me at all. And I may seem like I have lots, but when I'm trying to speak, I hear every blemish, every fault, every thought process, everything, everything is a negative. Everything's, everything is bombarding me. And some people say it's not happening, but it, it bombs me continuously. But when she used to say things derogatory to me, I began to, I lost confidence. I didn't, I didn't think that would ever amount to anything, could ever accomplish anything. And if there's one person, my wife may fuss at me more than anybody else, but my, my wife speaks truth to me more than anybody else. And it means more to me when she speaks it and she tells me it and I take it and digest it and I can apply it. It's the same way with each of us. You can tear somebody down or you can build them up. You can tear them down or build them up and give them life.